and Marcus. What's up, Scott? How you doing? Doing all right. <laughs> you hear that? Yes, I do. That must mean that we're, we're we're doing a mobile version of the podcast. Yes, we are. Do you like movies? I love movies. Me too. This is Zebras in America podcast. This is a special episode for a couple reasons. One, because we're driving. Marcus is driving us to Queens to do yep. things. I have to get some tax papers at my grandmother's house. I was going to say things because things is a little more exciting than taxes. Except I, I'm, Hell getting, no. I'm, I'm getting a lot of money back this year. I'm getting quite a bit back, so that is exciting. I'm going to pay off my, you know, if you owe money to credit companies, you pay it back because they're, they're lecherous thieves. You should pay <laughs> off your credit cards. You don't want to live in debt. We're a debt-based no. economy. I'm a so I'm a so I was about to say I'm a sociologist. I'm a sociologist. I'm also a socialist. I'm a sociopath. No, I'm not. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm no, hardly that. Hardly. I just wanted to say stuff that started with socio. Yeah, it's funny. Socioeconomic differences. Oh. We just got into a tight car thing. This is going to be exciting. Yep. This is also exciting because in real time we just released our first episode. Yes, we did, and this, it got really good feedback. I'm people happy liked about that. it. Yes, and not even just like friends. People I don't know, like on Twitter, Facebook, are just like, when can I get it on iTunes? Like right now, well, soon. We, well we're way soon. in. We're talking, okay. So By the time a, this comes out, it'll be on iTunes. There's a great Mr. Show sketch called the pre-recorded live show where David Cross, I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's like this. We're talking about stuff that's all out of order, but uh, whatever. But at this point, it should be on iTunes. But By as we're talking. Out, you're, you're talking yes. so loud. That was one oh. compliment. Comment. That you Ooh. are louder than me. Whoops. You're a loud talker, Marcus. I can be. I know I'm all low. But anyway, I'm just happy with, 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 with the feedback. I knew... The feedback um, was really good. Yeah, I just think uh, we're just a, a unique voice in terms of talking film. Yeah, also, your unique voice, uh, you made me jealous. You made my you made me uh, get jealousy because my... Speaking of unique voices. My fiancé uh, th- thinks you have a nice voice. She Every told, time I, you know, I've heard that. She told you this this morning. <laughs> she did when when I went to go pick you up. Cause uh, just so you know, we're coming back from a performance. We also do music stuff. Uh, we were doing a little show here in Brownsville, New York. Uh, Brownsville, it's a neighborhood made famous by rappers like Sean Price, rest in Sean peace. Sean Price, rest M-O-P, in peace. MOP, MOP, yeah. Ka, Ka, uh, Jizza. Yeah, incredible. All, like Rizza, all actually, who who rappers. wasn't born in Staten Island. He. he he spent quite a bit of time in Brownsville. Yeah, Afura. Because he comes from the lineage of that family. Yep. Blase, blase, when the East is in the house. So, you know, Brownsville has a lot of legendary uh, folks. Ooh, I'm going to hear that. They're a lot gonna, of bumps here. Yeah. Well, we may have to put, like, some filters on it. Sure. Um, a funny thing was, uh, yeah, I got a text message from a friend who was like, I really like the show, but you were really hard on this director that we said we weren't going to mention anymore. And I said to him, I, I think he's okay. I think it's all right. About Quentin Tarantino. We're not supposed to talk about it. Oh well, like I said, he he's I doing just rules. fine. I break rules. He's doing fine. And he's it's got a okay. lot of people that have his back. Case yeah. in point, someone will, will my text friend, you. My friend, my close say, friend, you know, who I've known since we went to a three eleven concert together when I was thirteen. You want me to edit that out? No, I'm not <laughs> embarrassed of my past okay. anymore. Alright. I mean, you ever smoked PCP? No, but I went to a Green Day concert when I was in the eighth grade. Were you high on PCP? No. But uh, Green Day has I'm imba- I'm, I'm going to edit that out. I'm embarrassed no, you're for not. just uh, saying that. You, I, I, I want I, it to be noted that I want to edit it out at least. Your past is part of your present. That's true. So um, last week, well, last time, because time is time is a construct. Hi, Siri. You, you had me watch uh, Fear X. Yes. I watched it. And I got a text message from you. Um... Well, technically, this was the second one. You started watching it before, but you were sleepy, and you're saying it put you to sleep, which is understandable because it's a very slow movie. However, the second text, that is true. You said uh, that you're a fan of Fear X, which made me so happy because you're the first person that I've recommended that movie to that liked it. Uh, our mutual friend M. Tumay Gant, who gets mentioned all the time on here, he was not a fan of it. Uh, a buddy of mine, a good it friend stinks. of mine, uh, a, a good friend of mine named Brad. Um, I loaned my DVD to him. He didn't like it. So it was like I was 0 for 2, so it's good to have someone, you know, appreciate uh, that that movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's one of the more forgotten movies. And if anything, the movie is more known for not the movie itself, but for the fact that it made Nicholas Ruffin bankrupt. 
And it's essentially what spawned two of his biggest hits. He was so, that movie put him so much in debt that he had to go back to Denmark and make Pusher 2 and 3 because the first Pusher was such a huge success. People in Denmark wanted more. He didn't want to do it. But then in order to make money, he knew I could get some quick money if I just made Pusher 2 and 3, which he did. And then it became kind of like a, a, a national, international success. So Ferrix is responsible for, for a lot of things. I think it's a funny thing, like, because, like, Denmark is like such a well-doing country yeah like when you have to like come home to Denmark oh, come on Siri <sighs> robots she'll be off soon I, I hated I the movie her by the way I didn't like it I didn't hate it I didn't like it I liked it at first but now I just have no opinion on it I, the only thing I love about her is that on my site Pillin Empire my review of her is literally the most read most viewed thing on my site which is very strange. I just, but, yeah, uh, I, I like Spike Jones. I don't, I think he's cool. I didn't like that movie. That's more than understandable. Because it made me sad. And right. not like in a good way. Because yeah. I don't mind being made sad by movies. Sure. But it just, it wasn't for me. And like, it, Joaquin Phoenix's mustache, it was just too much. Yeah, I just think ultimately, well, we're getting a little sidetracked, but I do have to say, I think ultimately that movie's problem is, at the end, it made it like okay that like these people made a connection with, you know, objects. Yeah. And that's actually not okay. Like, I understand Scarlett Johansson's attractive, but it's only her voice. So there's this whole thing in this movie where he goes on a date with Olivia Wilde, who clearly wanted to have sex with him at the end of that date. Yeah. But it's like, no, I'm going to go home and jerk off to my phone, essentially. Yeah, and which that's is very what people sad. do anyway. But that movie didn't make it seem like it was a sad thing. I mean, yeah, it seemed like it, it was okay. Yeah, it is sad. Like, like you, can't, you can't make love to your toaster. I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Like these, like you can't have a deep conversation with a fire truck. No, life is important, and and yeah, it was weird. Olivia Wilde is a beautiful woman. Scarlett yeah. Johansson has a very nice voice. Did you know that the actress Samantha Morton was the first voice, I and didn't they know that. and they redubbed it over with Scarlett Johansson? Also, I don't know why. When but. you talk about that voice, it makes me think of that lawsuit that LL Cool J had in the '90s because the doing it well oh, rapper. Oh, Sean. Yeah. yeah. Because she did the voice, she did the sexy voice, yeah. but she was like a woman of size, so yeah. they used like for the video a sexier quote unquote looking women. Because if you what you need to know here is that Scott thinks women are beautiful no matter your size, big yeah. and small. I love you. Oh, not just Scott, me too. We love women. For you rap nerds, Lashawn was probably most famous. She's on the uh, Coolio's first album, the song "Mama, I'm in Love with a Gangster." That's her doing the female part on the song. She's great. So, yeah. So We were talking about Fear X. Fear yeah, X. Sorry. Sorry, so, listeners. So, you know, uh, it's my favorite film about a mall cop. Yeah. You know, uh, it's... Sorry, Paul Blart. You got knocked off. No, Who's kidding anyone? That was not my favorite mall cop movie before that. But it's, it was really good. I like... I, I see how people got really pissed. Because it it's just... It doesn't give you anything, really. You don't know... You know, it's an unreliable narrator. There's weird special effects. You're like, what's going on? Is based off of a Hubert Selby Jr.? Hubert Selby Jr., it's not... It's it's it's, it's his script, but it's Nicholas his Winding Refn mm -hmm. edited some of it. Because that's, sure. what, that's what Turturro said. Because... Oh, yeah. It'll be up soon. You computer... There's, oh, there's a card that says Puma TNT. That's a dynamite cats. <laughs> speaking, I want, speaking of cats, you also told me to see the movie L. Oh, yeah. I saw the movie L, and it mm -hmm. starts with a really awkward scene. Awkward, to say the least. Well, horrible. The, yeah. the, 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 if, uh, trigger warning. The film starts with a rape. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not, it, no, like right away. Yeah. It happens, and it's not. It's not artistic like uh, that movie we were talking about last week, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. It's like, it's it's difficult. I have to um, shout out Martin Kessler. I saw that movie with Martin Kessler, and he jumped a lot in that movie. Or not a lot, just any time. It was that scene, and then there was the flashback scene where that where it we see revisit again. It, 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 and Martin jumped, and I'm the kind of guy, if I'm in the theater with someone and they jump, it makes me jump. So yeah. I wasn't even jumping at that scene. I was jumping at Martin jumping. Uh, so yeah. I was jumping at Martin posting gifts of Resident Evil movies. It's He's awesome. the man. I like it. But no, go, uh, to go back to, uh, to go Robert back to, Selby, this was the first thing he wrote for the screen. 
Yeah. He, he's he's had his stuff and adapted before, obviously. Most, well, I guess also, most famously Requiem he for wrote a Dream. The, he wrote the script for Requiem for a Dream. Oh, okay. Like like many writers, a lot of writers sometimes do it. It's, you know, Being There is one of my favorite movies, which is a Jersey Kaczynski novel mm-hmm. that he t- that he wrote the script for. Mm-hmm. So, it's it, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You know, I think sometimes people get so close to the material, but Fear X is a movie that starts and doesn't really end. The film ends, but the story doesn't end. I almost disagree. So, let's, okay. So before I, I say why I, I disagree, basically Fear X is about um, a guy try, who's obsessed with discovering who killed his wife. His wife was uh, gunned down by a mysterious person um, a few years ago, or maybe it was a year or two ago. You don't really know. You don't know when. Time but, is but, loose. But, but it happened in the past, and he's now, outside of being a mall cop, he's devoted his life uh, to finding who did it. And he's and it 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 happened at the mall he does security at, and yeah. he's convinced that the person who killed her is someone who frequents the mall. So when he's on duty, being a mall cop, he takes note of of certain suspicious people who more than likely are not the culprit. Actually, well, we find out in the movie who is, but no, maybe. no, no, maybe no, no one he suspects. I actually have a theory. We're gonna do a little spoiler alert thing, but everyone he he suspects, he takes a little picture and. Um, goes back home he has one of those like a beautiful mind walls yeah where he just has graphs and charts and pictures and and stuff and something leads him to a clue leads him to wisconsin and he's convinced the the person who killed his wife is there and he wants to confront that person and also that film that that movie was filmed in sequence chronological order yeah i read that if you've ever if you've ever worked on a movie which as you might know i've worked on like a couple you don't really film, shoot a film chronologically mm-hmm. just because it doesn't always make sense to do. There's a lot of logistical stuff, so to film it yeah. chronologically is interesting. And, you know, he gets to Wisconsin and he gets the answers, maybe, because it's very, it's, it's, it's dreamy. Yeah, and that, and that leads me quickly to the end. So by the end, a whole bunch of stuff happens. I don't want to give too much away, but... At the end of the movie, the final scene is him kind of throwing away all of his clues and his, like, note cards of who could have killed his wife. And that, to me, is at least he got some kind of closure. I don't think he would have held on to all of that stuff Yeah. had he not. So I think he's, like, letting go of, like, his obsession with who killed his wife. And, uh, yeah. And the dude from The Warriors Hold on. This is my favorite actor, James Remar. James Remar, the dude from The Warriors. He's such a good actor. I appreciate that more because these days... People, most people refer to him as Dexter's father. Oh, but fuck Dexter. I know, I know. But to me, yeah, he's just James Remar because it's like, and and that's not the only collaboration he did with um, Walter Hill. Out uh, the words, he was also the main villain in Forty Eight Hours. That's um, true. Which is a fun movie. Yeah, he's got a bunch of other great. You know, I also think, I don't know if you're in, into awards or nothing like that, but I think his his supporting performance in Fear X is pretty amazing and i'm he's, not just saying he's, that he's, he's outstanding really in it. he's tortured he's he's yeah because um, it's 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 it the movie does a really good job of you know in real life you get mad at somebody mm-hmm. but then if you are in proximity to them and they become humans you might be a little less mad at them yeah. because when you talk to people most of the times if you're not a monster you start to understand people get to know stuff yeah so he spoil you know Spoil. Just assume the show is a spoiler alert. You know, he was Kaiser Soze the whole time. Who's this now? When you I don't say, know, I was just, I was just giving away the plot to Kaiser to oh, Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey, right, 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 Kevin right. Spacey was Kaiser Soze the whole time. Yeah, because that's a movie that people like. We, this is like the fourth time we talked. If about you're on MySpace, you like it. Yeah, my, it's one of the MySpace favorite movies. MySpace is a, MySpace is a movie in its own right, yes, in it a is. way. Um. So, I don't know why I went to MySpace. No, I I I brought it up. You totally got me confused. Spoiler alert. So, uh, you're talking about James Remar. Yeah, yeah, James. And, you, and his character. James Remar. Uh, probably was the one that killed the mall cop's wife. John Turturro's John wife. John Turturro's yeah. wife. Harry, well, his name. John Turturro's character is Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Yeah. If we're to assume. If we're to assume that everything that we're seeing on the screen is real, which is a big if, yeah, 
James Remar is the person that killed his wife by accident. She's collateral damage because he's like part of a team of cops killing corrupt cops or something, yeah. which is so cool. It is now. I have an uh, because here's the thing. I have an alternate theory. I have a theory that because first of all, there's this whole thing in Fear X that there's a house, there's this mysterious house across the street from where John Turturro lives, and he finds clues. He finds you know pictures of James Remar's wife. Yeah. And my whole thing is, I think that James Remar was you know staying across the street from John Turturro and his wife for an extended period of time, and he met his wife. They had an affair, and she got pregnant, and I think she got pregnant. With, with James Remar's uh, baby and then she went to confront him but then why did he, he kill the other com- the other corrupt cop see I just think she was there see that, well that's the thing I think that like while he was there to kill it she was also there also because that because that the mall is such a central part it brings everyone together like she was probably there to like meet John Turturro and then she happened to bump into him and then she was like hey you know this affair we had I'm pregnant and he panicked and he shot her also Cause here's, cause here's why I say that. I don't know if you caught That's this. That's wild. You know, but but you know the you know the closing credits shows everything, right? Yeah, the closing credits shows when when it shows James Remar shooting John Turturro's wife. It's not by accident. It does not look like he got startled and then just shot her. It looked like he thought about it for a second and shot her. Yeah, and that's why it's like that. That's why I was like your theory is is I'm I don't think either thing is correct because I think your theory sometimes, but I also like the outlandish side of my brain thinks kind of what I just expressed as well. Well, my thing about theories is that that's you know what is on the screen is what happened, and every other and any other interpretation is for you to have. Sure. If someone says that a movie is about something other than what the movie is about, I'm like yes. But also, like, what's on the screen is on the screen. Sure. Sure. And this is a very surreal kind of uh, open for interpretation type of movie. Uh, you know, and, 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 and at this point, Fear X was unlike anything Refn had done. So Refn, by before Fear X, he had done these two films, uh, Pusher and Bleeder, which are both very dogma-esque. They're very natural, yeah. very gritty. This movie's pretty dogma-esque in a way. Uh, see, it's I don't pretty, associate because it breaks so many rules from the special yeah, effects every, to the music. Every dogma movie breaks dogma rules. But this one breaks them all kind of. So that's why I don't like people get shot. There's violence. You're right. There's pre-recorded. So it like breaks every do- dogma. But like, it's, to me, it's not. It's not like a. It's not shot in like a stylistic. It's beautiful. Ooh, see, I think it's totally it's stylistic, but in a different way. It's like it's 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 it's, it's taken it's taking itself back. Because it's it, to me, it's a stripped-down movie. I felt like I, yes. it's like it looks like a lot of movies I used to rent on VHS in the '90s. Like yeah. it has a very '90s independent movie look I, I agree. and feel, but it also it's more muted. It just feels. I'm surprised that people. Wow, we almost yeah. just hit hit a car. Well, they that was scary. They almost hit that us. That wasn't on us. That was Puma TNT. Yeah. I told you those cats, man. <laughs> those cats are dynamite. Yeah. Great line from an okay movie. I'll tell you in our next life when we're both cats. That's that's Vanilla Sky. Ugh, that's the Not, worst I, thing ever. See you. What I don't, does that even mean? That's awesome. It just means like, you know, I'm being precocious and cute in a movie that's like doesn't know what's going on. That I'll tell you. Doesn't know what's going didn't on. Didn't know what's going on. That, tell you in our life. In Vanilla our Sky. Life. Vanilla Sky is one of those movies where critics go, oh, let's uh, let's compare it to David Lynch. Yeah, but people just, I mean, people, just because it's weird doesn't mean it's its David Lynch. Like people, I know. Oh, I know. We, I mean, this this is a common thread. Like, people's like, oh, if someone does something that's, quote, unquote, random, like, oh, that's so David Lynch. Yeah. But, like, I don't, like, not everything he was doing is random. Just, like, people want everything explained to them instead of, like, allowing yourself to think about things. You know, a nice thing about starting this podcast is I've really dig, dug deep into the films of Claire Denis, oh, yeah. and I watch I watch White Material this week, and that movie, all, 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 almost everything happens off screen. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But, but, but I, I was I was just gonna say a lot of stuff and a lot of Claire Denis films happen either off screen or there's just a large hint and implication and nothing is ever said outright. But it's like okay, I get what's going on here. Yeah, like that kid was raped, probably right, her son. Oh, killed? I know that. I no, don't he's know definitely it. killed. Yeah. I mean, he dies. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Of course, Oops. yeah. Um, but, 
you know, when he goes off and those kids, like, take his stuff and cut I never his thought, hair. I never thought about it. And then rape. they show up and he's naked. I just thought he's he, acting all weird. I think they, I think they, I think they had sex with him. I, I never thought about that. I never, I just thought he was already, like, a little off. Yes. There was something about him. And I just think, prior to what you think is a rape, I just think the encounter he had with those two kids just kind of triggered something and set him off, set something off that was already there to begin with. Yes. I mean, I think the kid, that's what I like. You know, Claire Denis has characters that are complicated, but they also go through complicated things. Yep. And that that kid, yeah, that kid's like mentally ill. Yeah. In war torn, unnamed African country. Yeah. That's about to like, about to shit's about to go down. Yeah. And this actress who was 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 in L. Isabel Huppert. Uh, is clinging on to this idea that she, if she just, you know, sells this crop of coffee, things will be okay. Well, because that, but and and this is uh. Last year, was it last year? Maybe it was 2015, I think. I was very, um, I wrote a piece on uh, white material for the pink smoke I was very ha- happy with. And I'm, I'm a little confused because when I first saw that movie, I thought I thought white material was about like a warped, a movie about like warped, confused white privilege because she feels, because Isabel Huppert's character in white material, material feels like even though there's war torn Africa, She's going to be okay because that coffee plantation has been in her family for years. It's been a staple in that unnamed African country. So she's cool. It, it's this weird way of saying, like, I'm down. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've been employing these black people here in this country, and I'm, I'm, I'm down. And, and that's not the case. She gets kind of a, a reality check. So. Yeah, I mean, her entire world. Literally. Yeah, just gets destroyed it's too bad this isn't a visual podcast because what what we've been seeing on this trip we're going from brooklyn to queens right now it's gorgeous i love i love this city that we live in uh i used to you know so, <laughs> not to immediately bring the nice thing that you said bring mr it down, marcus but, the uh, curmudgeon yeah when it comes to new york i'm, I'm, I'm a curmudgeon but this is where I, we're actually not f- too far from where I was born. I was born in Booth Memorial Hospital in St. Albans, Queens. St. Albans, Queens is the home of three fourths of a tribe called Quest and LL Cool J. Yep. So, um, I definitely ha- I have some pride, uh, you know, for for, for Queens. That, so. Queens is an underrated borough. It is. It's just unfortunately Queens is a to quote a famous Hal Hartley movie. Shout out to Bill Sage. Uh, Queens is actually a part of Long Island. So, it's, so is so, Brooklyn. Well, the difference is Brooklyn and Manhattan also are a little more, and even the Bronx are more accessible by train, whereas only parts of Queens. Like, that's why Queens has the nickname The Desert. Yeah. Because when you get to a certain, a lot of parts of Queens are two fare zones, meaning you have to take a bus and a train to get to where you're going. And, uh... Before there yeah. were metro cars, you'd have to use two tokens. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, you know, two fare zone. Yeah. And there's only a couple, there's not that many two fare zones in Brooklyn. There are. I used to live in one. I used to live in Canarsie. That for Canarsie, sure was a two-thirds zone. Flatlands, yeah. um, Mill Basin, or Trill Basin, as I like to say. Nice. You know, because it's it's super trill. <laughs> not not really. But, yeah, to, to close up a couple things. Fear X, great movie, misunderstood. Very misunderstood. I have, okay, we have, I have two separate stories involving meeting people who were heavily involved in Fear X. First story, uh, I went to BAM. I got a little preview screening of, of, of Only God Forgives a few years ago, and the whole cast was there. Ryan Gosling, Kristen Scott Thomas, the Thai actor who plays the uh, Angel of Death cop character. Oh, that dude was amazing. Um, he was. And Refer- Nicholas Reffin himself. So at the Q&A... That dude should have won um, an Oscar for being hard. He should have won something. He was the man. That dude was... that. Like, there should be, like hard awards pause like just like for being he like definitely got they're rarely like, in a movie he, he goes to that movie unscathed yeah nothing touches him he never he's gets tough. touched he, yeah he's a tough ass um no so i i rate at, at the q a after only god forgives i i and i still feel that fear x kind of laid the groundwork for only god forgives and that there's not a lot of talking it's slow you know all this stuff so i raised my hand and i went you know i know your history with fear x so you don't necessarily want to talk about it but do you feel like um VRX kind of laid the groundwork for the style of Only God Forgives, and he totally dismissed uh, what I was trying to say, and he goes, all right, everyone, elephant in the room, 
this is Nicholas Reffin talking. Elephant in the Room, I directed a movie called Fear X and it made me bankrupt and, you know, whatever. And then I was trying to be like, well, no, that's not what I was trying to say. I, I think it's a good movie. And I kind of got cut off and they asked someone else a question. And then when the Q&A was over, he just hung around. So I went up to Reffin. This is the first time I met him. I went up to Nicholas Reffin. And I was like, hey, I, just so you know, Fear X is generally one of my favorite movies. I wasn't trying to bring up any bad uh, memories. I just wanted to talk about it. And he seemed really... Then he it was this genuine, like... Oh wow! He like tilted his head back and he was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you very much." No one's ever said that to me. Then, uh, two years later, uh, when I was going to see, um, I was going to see Carol at the New York Film Festival, a solo John Turturro star of Ferrex was just standing outside the Lincoln Center, just kind of waiting for this movie to start. Eating a pear, minding his own business. Nobody eating even noticed. Eating, nobody noticed him. Well, he lives in Park Slope. That's true. So I went and I went up My to him. My friend used to make him uncomfortable on the street. Why? He'd go up to him and go, Totoro, number one. Oh, well, yeah. That would make me uncomfortable <laughs> too. Who, that person is a fan of this podcast. Nice. Uh, thank you. What's up? What's up, Ua? All right. Ua. So I went up to John Totoro and I was like, hey, man, I just want you to know. Um, Fear X is one of my all-time favorite movies. And he looked... He had this face of, like... He was about to start cracking up. He goes, really? Like, he said it just like that. And he goes, wow. No one's ever said that to me before. Uh, I like the first half of it. Uh, maybe I should go back and watch it. Um, yeah. No one's ever said that to me before. Wow. And then, um, after that, this... And then, this is when I feel bad, because someone else noticed me go up to him and then one by one then he started to get mobbed by a bunch of people who finally recognized it was John Turturro and that was all my fault I similar story happened at Coachella David Hasselhoff was chilling by himself watching Gogo Berdolo nobody in the sea of people saw that I love that David that. Hasselhoff is a fan of Gogo Berdolo he was jamming out and I went up to him and I was like hey man do you mind if I get a picture and he was like yeah absolutely come on and then when you see someone take a picture with yeah. you know look and then one and then he just got mobbed by this Coachella crowd so if you're listening yeah. David Hasselhoff and John Turturro, Marcus is sorry. I'm very sorry. Very sorry. But thank you for the picture, Hasselhoff, and thank you for the, the conversation, John and Turturro. And thank you guys for uh, years of entertainment. I think yeah. uh, John Turturro has been in like so many good movies yeah. and has brought a lot of joy to the world. He's a very talented actor. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, he's one of, I mean, Barton Fink is like, which I think ha- has some similarities to Fear X, just in like the loneliness and solitude. And the hotel room. And the hotel. Oh rooms. my God, this is some shit that made me jealous. So a few year- years ago, when I like a year Jealousy. after I started Pillin Empire, one of the greatest pieces written on Fear X, besides the one that I wrote for the Pink Smoke, uh, go to offscreen.com and just search Fear X. It is one of the most in-depth. It, it, it's it, 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 it's a short book length. Uh, Review. I might have tried to read that after watching the movie. It is so good. Because I was trying to make sense of the movie, too. Because, like, sometimes I do that. Mm -hmm. And I found this one. I was like, oh, this website's crazy. Like, it has, like, a really nice font. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I think it's that one. Because it had, like, a really nice font. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like he paid for the font. Yes. And it was written by this guy named... uh, uh, Donato, oh, I don't know his last name. But anyway, go to offscreen.com and just search for the Fear X review. It is really great. And then in it, he does these side-by-side comparisons of... Um, motherfucker. I know. First of all, yes. Second of all, motherfucker, they're really good. Yeah, like... Third good, of all, it, it was about a good... It was a good... But no, because I'm mad because I didn't think of him. But um, yeah, he, he compares all these shots from uh, Barton Fink and Fear X, and they are so on point. By the way, right now, we're driving uh, through... The area where I lived the first seven years of my life. We're in St. Albans, Queens. So th- this is really for Scott because he's yeah. the only who can see it. So this is kind of where beautiful. Uh, it's a neighborhood. Where I, came I enjoyed the side by side I made of the red balloon and trouble every day that I texted you one day. That was awesome. I felt weird about tweeting it because it wasn't mine. I kind of want you to tweet. You should. I don't. I'm. But that's not me. It's not what I do. Yeah, I want to. I want to help you be the best you you can be. And I, I, you're you know, helping I'll take me it. Every, I have a to little, be the best me I can be. Speak, We're friends. That's true. I, then I will. Because speaking of side by side, um, some some people know, some people don't. When you search the hashtag side by side on Twitter, my account is the first one that comes up. You, so I'm you very go, proud you of that. So, yeah. So I'm if very, anything, and ever since that happened, I'm paranoid of losing that. Uh, if anything, that you could just say status. you could say. As figured out, as you know, Scott sent this to me. I don't know, whatever. How do you take? Oh, credit? definitely. Oh, I'm definitely gonna give you credit for it. Yeah. 
it's it's all good because you know I enjoy it's side by side isn't something that's really that like important to me mm-hmm. but but you like it so there's this thing that I try to do called like empathetic and sympathetic joy mm-hmm. where you can just enjoy things that other people enjoy like the side by if I caught it like the post Nevers Lux one I sent you yeah because I was like I was like ooh that's fun you know just like because I like I like that you like it well it's great about the two side by side comparisons you sent me also is that they aren't like identical and that's I get a lot of flack sometimes for doing side by side comparisons because sometimes people are like they don't even look alike and sometimes it's like just needs to just be a few slight similarities and that's it yeah so um yeah and also you know if you listen at this point it's gonna have been a while go to a Flixwise Canada where Martin Kessler and I probably the two most uh, authorities on side by side movie comparisons we did an episode on image comparisons in movies and it's getting some good uh, feedback on social media right now so yeah where were we I don't even remember uh, where, 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 where I was where, where, I was about to delve into some things in my mind mm-hmm. so yeah to, to conclude man are we good at not concluding things yeah to conclude Fear X mm-hmm. thought it was a great movie um, and, and I'm so happy about easily, that easily you know easily four out of five stars oh man um, for me oh that's so good to hear that is so good um, to hear I don't know if I'll recommend it to people <laughs> for true but, but if someone's like oh I'm trying to like get dark and moody and light candles I'm gonna recommend that movie to them but you know, and also that—that's a very. This is a very introverted movie. Yes. So it's not necessarily a movie to be shared with a ton of people because it's—it's kind of like a personal, introverted kind of solo-ish movie. I don't think I've ever actually ever in my life watched Fear X with anyone. Well, that's not true. Bam had like a a John Turturro retrospective years ago, and for some random ass reason, I think they were trying to shy away from just Coen Brothers and Spike Lee movies, and yeah. they wanted to be different, so they, and, and Nicholas Reffin was kind of popping at the time, because like Drive had come out, so they wanted to kind of do this unique thing, and, and so I watched Fear X in a movie theater full of people, but there were quite a few walkouts by the time the movie was yeah, over, it's, it's, which it's, is good. Which it's is one of those movie. movies that's an hour, 40 minutes, so you think it's going to be nothing, mm-hmm. but that's like thinking like the old man in the sea is going to be easy to read because it's 100 pages sure you know some stuff is just it's it's hard it's a it's a real it's a real hour 40 because um the the score is brian eno and um jay peter schwamm and so it's like the music is really moody and bleak and the movie's bleak so if you can get through it i think you'll enjoy it i i tend to like to watch movies alone unless i'm in the theater um i think you know, I want to commend Bam because they do really cool stuff. Like they're doing they a do. we- they're doing a Wesley Snipes. Oh my gosh! I know. I I, I want to make it out so, to see some of those. That's so dope. Mm-hmm. Like, cause cause I like I like that. You know, when they I was I was frustrated, but this is such a small detail. When they did the Richard Pryor retrospective, mm-hmm. they called JoJo Dancer like only for the hardcore Richard Pryor lovers. Oh, I didn't know that. And I, it frustrated me because I feel like. That just diminishes the ability, like, people may have not seen it, and that movie is so good and tough and about, like, the tragedy of, like, comics. Like, if you mm-hmm. ever met a comic, most of them are depressed and sad and Large had a lot of... majority of them. Not yeah. all of them are. Like, like, Hannibal Burr seems to be having a great life, and, yeah. you know... He Lewis, did things on his own, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... I really look up to him because he just does things his own way. Yeah. And, you know, could have... Yeah, he's, and he's just hilarious. He's just funny. One of my favorite comedians right now. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, not too many people... Most... A lot of comedians are dark, twisted people. And, like, Richard Pryor, who's arguably one of the funniest guys ever. Yeah. Grew up in a whorehouse. Yep. And his life sucked. And he wasn't, like, the nicest person either. No, he wasn't. And that's, like... And I think that's hard for people that, like, you can love someone that's horrible and goes through a lot of different changes. And he was a difficult guy, and that movie's really good. And, you know, people always talk about his performance in Blue Collar as, like, his masterstroke as an actor. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I know where we are. I should have had this off for a long time. So okay. Go ahead. Don't get me wrong. Blue Collar, great fucking movie. I actually, you know... Even so much great, the three actors hated each other and they had to play best friends yep. in the movie. And Yafet Koto broke a stool 
over uh, no, Paul no, Schrader's no. head. No, 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 it no. Was, no, it was Richard Pryor. Because he's so much smaller than Yafet Koto. He broke a chair on Yafet Koto. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like yeah, maybe yeah. we've talked about this movie before. I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, you might might be confusing me with him too. Again, him too many comes Because that's one of the two many favorite movies. It's, it's a really good movie. Uh, I think Paul Schrader is such an interesting, sad person. I mean... Sad? You think sad? Um, there's... there's did, did you read the New Yorker article when, when um, the movie with uh, Lindsay Lohan came out. Oh, the canyons? Oh, yeah. my uncle's home. Sorry. Let's park, let's let's try to... Yeah, know. absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm going to say this, and I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not. Mm-hmm. I think Lindsay Lohan, terrific actor. I don't have an opinion. I'm not going to be, just because she's Lindsay Lohan, I'm not going to hate, but I also don't have an opinion. Roger Ebert uh, was a fan of Lindsay Lohan. He had, um, he had nothing but nice things to say about I, her. I, her performance in Freaky Friday and the the Parent Trap. I used to babysit autistic children, mm-hmm. so we'd watch a lot of movies and a lot of the same movies. Mm-hmm. So you're like Scott. Why are you watching these Lindsay Lohan movies? Well, because I used to you know take care of autistic children and like you know pretty decent human being I'm not I'm probably horrible who knows <laughs> and we watch these movies and I'm like I would be moved to tears by her performance wow yeah hmm. she's so talented and I think she's made some some difficult choices maybe poor choices in her life and people like to see people fail especially in Hollywood mm-hmm. and the article was trying to make Lindsay Lohan sound really unprofessional and bad but I was looking at the way she was reacting and it seemed like they were just like trying to make her look bad for no reason she was uncomfortable filming a naked scene with porn stars and I understand that James Dean uh, James Dean who's who's you know a known uh, James Dean's a known piece of shit he's known for he has a lot of um, he's, he's, he's se- a, he's he has a, a lot of se- sexual assault cases um, uh, he's a rapist uh, up against him and yeah. He's a piece of shit, and I don't like him. Yeah. And if you ever like have a question about that, there's this there's this artist I really like, who's who sometimes does sex movies and gives the money to Greenpeace and like writes, um, uh-huh. writes like D and D campaigns and does uh, did this really great thing where he did a did a painting for each page of Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pynchon. His name's Zach. Zach Smith, Zach Sabbath, wow. super awesome. Like, really love love the guy's work. And he wrote an article called "The Cookie Monster," hmm. which is about James Dean and how he like, like, almost like beat up this woman for eating his Girl Scout cookies. And just like, the it's too bad because the 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 original James Dean, the actor who was in three movies, and like, yeah, right. like I think had supposedly had like a weird sadomasochist relationship with Brando talented great actor no one no one's seen his movies anymore yeah I've, I saw I saw Rebel Without a Cause in Eastern Eden I didn't see the third one I forgot what it's called but he was in three movies talented yeah. talented mm-hmm. actor beautiful face apparently oh, yeah. apparently apparently you know was in love with Marlon Brando mm-hmm. I've been reading that Marlon Brando yeah, that yeah. was a good actor a Marlon Brando was a good actor there's James a book a written actor. by a great director well, something he's great, some not. Kenneth Anger, famous experimental filmmaker, he wrote that book, um, Hollywood something. Uh, people listening are going to be like, it's this, but um, well, oh, Hollywood Babylon, Hollywood Babylon about, and a lot of it was about you know James Dean. And if you get you know. mad at us about our our um, facts or texts, just at at me at Quentin Tarantino and tell me what you think about it. Okay, <laughs> no doubt one four three. Okay, raw XD. You know what I'm saying? So. When that movie came out, I don't like Brett Easton Ellis. He he wrote that movie. Yeah, he did. I don't like Brett Easton Ellis. His podcast is one of the most negative podcasts. He just seems ever. like he a just seems guy. like a very negative guy. But he he, has, but but not in this. But not negative like other people are because he there's a pep in his voice. Like he speaks. Like the tone of his voice is very positive. Like he loves to t- he loves to hear himself talk. So at, at like at first listen, you think he's just like a talkative whatever kind of guy but then when you get down to it a lot of what he says is so negative so you know 
And, you know, he's, yeah, I just don't think he's very nice. He, I don't think he likes women particularly. And I've, uh, the only movie of his books that I really enjoyed was Lesson Zero. And it, mm-hmm. it took a lot of artistic liberties. Um, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? American Psycho. Yep. That movie just upset me. It's like, it's, that's another movie when we talk about like, hey man, you like movies? Do you like American Psycho, man? My thing is, I'm a fan of American Psycho. No, my thing is, American Psycho is another thing like Taxi Driver, Clockwork Orange, where people like that movie for the wrong reasons. For like, literally the exact opposite why most people like it. Like, you're not supposed to like it for that, for those reasons. So, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie because it's not, but it's just like, not, it's like I saw it, I moved on, it upset me. Yeah. And I, I, you know, um, so the, you know, he made this movie with Paul Schrader. With Lindsay Lohan and James Dean and a bunch of porno people. Mm-hmm. And uh, famously, like, troubled film that people didn't really like. Mm-hmm. And um, Steven Soderbergh offered to edit it. And Paul Schrader gave him two middle fingers. Yeah. In fairness, it seemed like a little smug. But Steven Soderbergh is really good at editing movies. Like, he does these re-edits yep. of movies yep. that are great. He seems like he just loves movies and... Happens to be successful in making them. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a guy that I have no problems with. I don't either. He 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 tries and misses sometimes, but the the things he tries, it it's like I respect him for that. So. I much rather someone that tries some shit because then sometimes you make something really special, mm-hmm. and you might make something cool. Mm-hmm. Like and he's done that occasionally. Schizopolis. You know, like <laughs> like common the Electric Circus. There are some misfires on that record, but there's yeah. some really great things, and he tried. Sure. And I just like it. I like it when people try. Not many people say that, but I think that's the whole point about Electric Commons, Electric Circus. Sorry. There's some really good songs on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I always wanted to hear what's, what a Stereo Lab rap song would sound like. And like <laughs> JD, rest in peace, using like fart noises instead of snares. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, I just, I don't know. I like it when people get weird. I like when people have fun. Yes. Yeah. I, I do agree. Overall, yes, I, I absolutely agree. I love that. the movie Be Kind Rewind because it's fun. That's a movie I need to give a second chance to. I never hated it, but I, I remember wanting it to be better, and I don't know. It's You know, it could be, but it also is great. If you just have to, like, love, you have to just allow yourself, like, I'm going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I think people take Michelle Gondry way too seriously. If you look at his face, yeah. he's a goofy-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Made, so take his movies like that. They're goofy. Yeah, so Fear X, great movie. L, that was mm-hmm. a tough movie, dude. It was. And it starts with a cat watching the rape, which is weird. Because a lot it- of movies, a lot of movies, and I'm glad that they're taking away, they always see like violence against women through the male gaze. But this was like the cat as this onlooker, and then... The most it's, indifferent, and, and that movie, I'm a cat parent as well, but that is that is the true epitome of a cat's response, and it shows the difference. I love I love my cat. Uh, the difference between a dog, a dog and a cat. If that were a dog, a dog might not have done any, might, might, might not have made an impact, but a dog would have tried to have stopped that, no matter the yeah. size of the dog, because dogs are loyal. Even asshole dogs are still loyal to their owner, whereas a cat was just, oh, my, the person who feeds me and takes care of me is getting raped? Uh, okay. Not that they know what rape is, but a cat knows attack. You can tell that it's an attack. She's and, attacked, and it's know. it's it's gritty. And her performance is insanely good. And she plays this. It's 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 a really good movie because she plays a not lovable character. Nope. Who went through a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And holy shit! No, they went through a horrible thing. I think about that whole side story. I wasn't expecting uh, about how when she was a kid. She, like, kind of helped her dad kill people. Yeah. That was some extra shit. And I just, even before we started talking about that, I forgot about that whole part of the movie. And that's part of why, and that's another thing about her character. She's not liked by her environment because it was, because when she was a kid, that whole thing about how her dad was a serial killer and she helped him burn some bodies, it was like a national story and she's remembered for that. So a lot of people have never liked her since. And she makes viol- and she makes violent video games. Yes. And she yes. cheats. She's having sex with her best friend's husband. Mm-hmm. And like she's she, and she feels because she's not a good person, she can't uh, deal with this attack the way she wants to. And then 
Yeah, it's a straight. It goes in many places. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Verhoeven, I'll say this: Paul Verhoeven, he's back. Definitely back after almost eleven year hiatus. So I'm not. You know, I I bet you're like I bet Scott's going to be a show showgirls apologist. I'm not. That movie wasn't great, but it's fun. I do. I I think I need more people like that because more and more I think people are now blindly going the other route and like, no, Showgirls is really a brilliant masterpiece. It's not, and, and I'm not hating on it, but no. I do like how people still hold that. Like, no, it, it's not. I no, I'm not. And I, I like tried because I, I rewatched it recently, and it's like it's fun, but mm-hmm. it's not. It, no, I'm not gonna. I'll say Starship Troopers. That's a good movie. That's mm-hmm. a good action movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I like in an action movie. I, I liked it when it came out. Mm-hmm. I, I owned it on VHS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that actor was going to do big things, but the fact that I don't even remember his name didn't do big things. I think he was in a Tarzan remake. Oh, Casper Van Dien. That guy. Great name. Here's a... Oh, to, speaking of Casper Van Dien, let's bring it back to Brady Stanellis for a second, because there was another Brady Stanellis movie. He was... He's supposed... Right? He was supposed to be in that movie. The he was. Of attraction. It was. The scene was cut. He played Patrick Bateman yeah. in that movie because some of his characters in, in the Brady Stanellis world are related. So Casper Van Dien played Christian Bale's character from American Psycho in Rules of Attraction because James Vanderbeek's character is uh, Patrick Bateman's brother. Speaking so. of J- James Vanderbeek, mm-hmm. did you see that weird Power Rangers short film? No. About like this fan film made by this guy? No. About like Power Rangers being all fucked up and having fights, and James Vanderbeek is in it. I'm gonna write that in my phone Dude, now so I don't forget it. Though it came out like a year ago, and I think that's kind of why there's a renewed interest in Power Rangers. Wow, I'm not gonna be a Power Rangers apologist either. I think the special effects from those shows are great. So James Vanderbeek, Power I'm Rangers, that down, yeah. is is fun, um, and like like it, it was it was super controversial. I like Voltron. That was a fun show. Mm. Um, we're talking about Barton Fink. We're talking about L. Yeah, L. L was great. It was a very good movie, and I was glad I got the attention it did. Like, you know, uh, Isabel Huppert got nominated for an Academy Award. I mean, again, when stuff like that, like when foreign actresses get nominated for Academy Award, I always wonder, like, so what's the criteria? Because there's great non-English speaking performances literally every single year so why just randomly one year Marion Cotillard randomly one year Isabel Huppert but whatever who cares it's besides the point she she got all this um I think before this Amer- she's most known to American audiences as either she was in you know um Heaven's Gate she gave a great performance on a recent uh Law and Order SVU uh, episode which is super super fucking random and she's the rival psychiatrist to Dustin Hoffman and Lily Tomlin and I Heart Huckabees so that's, that's kind true. of her um her 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 dipping into you know English speaking uh film and television so aside from Trouble Every Day has Claire Denis done an English movie no but she that's what she's doing uh oh wait a minute that movie I'm sorry that movie got put on hold so yes she is going to be doing that eventually. She she's doing this movie with Juliet Binoche right now, which is I was about great. to ask what's going on with Juliet um, Binoche. I love Juliet Binoche. Her and Claire Denis are making a movie together, which That's makes great. sense because Juliet Binoche has collaborated with Claire Denis' two other good filmmaker friends, Leo Karash and Olivia Assayas, and it was only a matter. And they all Olivia Assayas, Claire Denis, and uh, Leo Karash are kind of like a, a trio of filmmakers who kind of. They all uh, know each other. They're friends. Uh, they've wor- they've kind of worked together behind the scenes. Olivia Sayce made this film called Irma Vet, and Claire Denis, she didn't want to take credit for it, but she helped him um, develop the story behind that film. But anyway, they, they use a lot of the same actors, and Juliette Binoche is the one actor from that you know, stock of people that hasn't had, you know, that hasn't worked with Claire Denis yet. So I'm very happy about that. But to answer your question, Claire Denis has a film coming out after that with, with uh, Robert Pattinson uh, and Patricia Arquette. It, it's a space science fiction movie at that. Speaking so, of wow. Robert Pattinson and space science fiction, you ever saw the movie Rover? No. It's pretty good. Him and Guy Pierce, dystopian future. Whoa. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's like good, like... Like not. I don't even know what that is. It's good. Wow. Like, but like good, like you're hungover, you want to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's no time cop two, but it's good. <laughs> another uh, another question for you. Yo. If you had a bakery for uh, films, would you serve Juliet Juliet Brioche? Yes, I would. 
right? I will that would be good. Juliet Brioche. Yes. And it's like you don't even feel that bad. No. That I'm just terrible. sounds that yeah, sounds just amazing. Like, I would love a Juliet Brioche. Yeah. Do you like my <laughs> blueberry nights? No. I okay. do not. No. Yeah. And I love Wong Kar Wai, but no, yeah, I don't I like mean, that movie. Wong no. Kar Wai is pretty pretty good director. That so it's it's it, it uh, up until well Grandmaster you, Grandmaster's okay Grandmaster has issues. He had, he he had a weird bookend because his first movie as tears go by I'm not crazy about and my blueberry nights even after my blueberry nights well, like you know 2046 um, 2046 is good but only for me it, but only like if you're a one car Y fan it's I'm, not I'm, you know nah, but like and also the six day music video by DJ Shadow. That was good. I that like was that. very good. Yes, yes. And what's the other one? Days of being days of days of being wild. That's well, that, a, that's that was ninety one. Yeah, yeah, days of being still a good fucking movie. That's probably days of being wild might be in his top three. Yeah, blueberry nights yeah. not in your top three. Yeah, of all it's in his wild. worst. It's in his worst two. I, yeah, um, I think I think I think uh, you know, foreign directors don't always tr- actually no, often at, often don't translate too great. Look to at America. Stoker, Park Chan Wok. Stoker was a major disappointment as far as I'm concerned. You know, just like I worry that I'm a major disappointment to my mom. I'm think, sure you're not. There's no way. Yeah, I know. Whenever I ask her, she gets very upset. Well, that well, that's the sign right there. That, that's all you need I, to know. I'm, I promise her I'm not going to ask her anymore. Don't. You but shouldn't. And the fact Stoker, that she gets mad is that, 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 that that's a very loving, wonderful woman. Yeah. Uh, Stoker was, was pretty disappointing. I, don't, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I watched it. I bought it from back when I was more into buying bootleg DVDs. I bought it from this lady. Mm-hmm. I was a bartender, and there was this lady who would come into my bar and sell bootleg DVDs. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, she gave me a really good deal. I think I got that and like uh, the Great Gatsby and um, Planet the the Planet of the Apes, the good one with James Franco for like five bucks, mm-hmm. all three. And I yeah. thought that was a great deal. And now I, I'm trying not to bootleg because. As I was talking to you on the phone, when you bootleg movies, it, it fucks up, like, the gaffers. And the yeah, yeah, I and agree, the I agree, I agree. And, I, you know, every week I'm like, we're not going to talk about porn that much. But I'm an advocate for paying for porn, and I'm an advocate for paying for music. Brazers, Bang Bros. Yeah. Um, iTunes, Bandcamp. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. I bought. Oh, you know what? Speaking of, I bought. Uh, these are some people. I bought a bunch of stuff off of Bandcamp. Uh, re, I went on like a Bandcamp. Spree. Bandcamp is the best thing to happen I bought, in, music um, in a long time. I realized, and I feel bad about this because I did a little bit of work on the album. I didn't. I never realized I didn't have Cavalier's Chief album, and I helped record Nova. Nova appears on on, yeah. on one of the songs with Raekwon. Yeah, we, we we recorded that in in my now old studio, and I realized, oh, I never had this album. It's really good. I bought Coily Chris's. Um, the ghost. The album he came out with in 2015. I bought that. Yeah. I bought. I bought a bunch of Beans albums. Beans released three Band, albums in a day. Band, so, yeah. Bandcamp is incredible because one, you can get flax or waves, so you mm-hmm. can get high quality and at the same price. Mm-hmm. And two, they give a lot of money to the artists. That's very important. They're just. They're just the one of the better. They're like CD Baby. To it for CD for a new, for a new generation. Yeah, what CD Baby did was very important, and it was artist focused. This is artist focused. I love yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't speak higher of Bandcamp. Quick question. Yeah, what's your favorite Coen Brothers movie? Uh, it might be Barton Fink. No it's bullshit. Pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. it's my. I think mine is Hudsucker Proxy. Okay. Because I just love sure. that movie. I can watch that yeah. movie for days. I'm also a Blood Simple fan. Blood Simple's very good. Miller's Crossing is very good. They made a lot yeah. of good movies. Yeah. But going back, I, 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 I'm going to say Barton Fink. Barton Fink, I hated when I first saw it. And wow. then I rewatched it later and I was like, oh. Because I, I used to not like movies where I didn't feel, didn't feel sensitive for the character. Mm-hmm. But also as I got older, I became sympathetic to Barton. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I think, I think Barton Fink was a great movie. It's a very, it's a great movie. It's one of the many movies I have on my uh, my my iPhone movie library. What I like about John Turturro is I can imagine him eating a knish. Sure, I'm sure. With a he, lot of mustard, I absolutely. bet he does. Him being a New Yorker, a Brooklyn, a Brooklynite. I don't want. I totally ha- see that. I don't want to hate on John Turturro, mm-hmm. but he made a movie a few years ago where he played a gigolo, where Woody Allen was. His oh pimp. yeah, I never saw that. It's 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 one of the probably the most lighthearted movies about sex trafficking I've seen. Well, it's not sex trafficking; it's, it's you know, you know, sex work. Sure, sure. Um, but the the score 
mm-hmm. is so ill fit. Oh. Because, like, the music's all, like this, like, 90s acid house jazz music. Oh, okay. But it just doesn't make sense. Wow. But it's like, so, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was good, yeah. uh, you know, but it wasn't, like, great. Yeah. Uh, Tanya Pinkins, Perkins, mm-hmm. who played the mother of Newlyweeds, was in that movie. Oh, cool. Um, she she posts funny things on Instagram. But that's oh, kind of what people do. People yeah. post funny things on Instagram. I think we're 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 heading to the, to the fourth inning of this yeah. one. Yeah, I gotta get some stuff and I gotta drop you off too. But yeah, that's true. What's, uh, what, what's yeah. my homework for for next week? Uh, you know, let's uh, let's see. I'm. I, it's like I feel like with this Ferex recommendation, it's like I don't want to recommend anything else. To I'm just like I'm just so ha- happy off of that. Oh yeah, so you saw CQ. I feel that there, there was something I recommended before CQ. That, um, shit. Hapon? Yeah. Did you ever end up watching that? You recommended me Hapon, Tabloid. I tried to watch oh, Overnight. Oh, Tabloid. No, yeah. Let, 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 let's let let's get tabloid the Tabloid. Is, tabloid, is that the documentary you're going yes. to Yes, and I think that came from you you saying multiple times that you don't like uh, documentaries. So if you don't enjoy and Tabloid, funny, I'll never recommend another doc- documentary cause, again. Because funny, funny thing, so... Your friends live tweeted listening to our podcast. Yes, my friends Chris Funderberg and John Cribbs of The Pink Smoke. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It was also very fun. Yes. We live in a world where they're live tweeting. And, and those they, are very, they're very smart guys. They got and they, it. They got, very, they, got, yeah. they got what we're trying to do oh, yeah. off the bat. Oh, yeah. we'll, ha- we'll have them on the show when we start doing guests. Absolutely. Also, I think recording in a car is fun. Yeah, it was. It was great. What's I hope it, what, we got the waves. I'm just very paranoid. There was something the the sound on my on my laptop overall was acting weird. What's your favorite movie about waves. cars? Favorite movie about cars? Uh, right, well, I'm put on the spot. So Tulane Blacktop. Okay, I'm gonna say Speed Racer. Yeah. Oh, that was a setup. You just want to <laughs> get my blood pressure up because you know I hate that movie. Okay, uh, Speed Racer is. Shouldn't be mentioned in the same anything as Tulane Blacktop. Tulane Blacktop's a masterpiece, whereas Speed Racer, I think not. I'm not going to... I like Speed Racer. I'm not going to okay. call it a masterpiece. Cool. Oh, well, fine. That's not, a start. No, no, no good. I mean, Please I, don't. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. What is a masterpiece anyway? Trouble Every Day. Trouble Every Day is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, what did I see? I think... um. Down by Law is a masterpiece. Down by Law is absolutely a That's masterpiece. That's a masterpiece. Hell yeah. That's a good movie. Hell I yeah. like that movie. Jim Jarmusch has a couple of masterpieces yeah. on his belt. A couple. He's good. I, I finally, I don't know if we, t- I watched, I finally watched Only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, what'd you think? It was good. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was cool. It was, you know. I gotta say, tri- Patterson though. Patterson is a return. That is that's his best movie since Broken Flowers, Dog. and it might be better. And I might think it, it it might be better than Broken Flowers. So it could be the best thing he's done since Ghost Dog. And since most people don't like Ghost Dog or are just weirded out by it, some might consider this his best movie since Dead Men. So this is uh, in twenty years his best movie in twenty years to some. Hey, you got so. any tobacco? <laughs> fucking white men. Yeah, white no, man. stupid fucking stupid white man. fucking white man. Which that actor Gary Farmer. Uh, reference that in his one scene in Ghost Dog when he yes. said that same line. Stupid fucking white man. What'd you say? Yeah. Um. So funny thing. What well, if you guys Google the last fight in the snake, snake in the eagle shadow, Jackie Chan movie from the seventies? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the end bosses that Jackie Chan fights looks like an Asian dude from Patterson. I, w- I was just watching that last night with Snapchat. Oh, the Asian guy uh, at the end of Patterson. No, no. Who's Adam? What's his name? Adam oh, and a- oh, I thought you. Oh, at oh, an Asian Adam Driver. I thought you meant the guy who we talks to on the bench. No, I haven't seen Patterson yet. Oh, oh, never mind, never mind. Okay, it's on my list. Patterson is see. excellent. But so, oh man, we I love. It's delicious how hard it is for us to say things on this show, which is why this show is great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they were they were live tweeting that they thought a major arc of the show is you getting me into documentaries and me getting you into the Dark Knight Rises. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think, I think it's more likely for you getting me into documentaries yeah. than me, because I also, I think for you guys, I know it's a losing fight. What I like about that movie is just like it's cold and it's about how like, you know, uh, it's like do do you want um, Jesus. Like, how do you like your totalitarian government? Yeah. How do you like, you know, do you, 
Do you want to be forced it or do you want to think you're forcing it? You know, so that's what I like it. I like it. It's a movie about a city and the city being failed and like people losing hope and it's about hopelessness and it's less about Batman and just yeah. more about like hopeless, just sadness. And I, I kind of like that in, in a movie. So yeah, I think you're more likely to get me into... And I know that Chris and John and the Pink Smoke are probably invested, especially now they know Tabloid, because they love... I think John and Chris love Tabloid more than me, because they love Errol Morris, the guy who directed it. So they're definitely going to be invested in maybe whatever the following episode, when you finally watch Tabloid, they're, they're going to be they're gonna be listening closely. Have you ever seen John Wilson's shorts? No. He's, my, he's a friend of mine. He does these little shorts that he shoots on his iPhones. Mm -hmm. oh, well. And there's this one, like, How to Remain Single. It's, like, so fucking good. You have to check it out. Mm. Or How to Qu how to Smoke Cigarettes. Hmm. It's really good. He's He was inspired by this one guy that I like, but I forgot his name because my memory is mm. fucking with me today, uh, who, who did documentaries that I kind of dig. So, like, it's not that I don't like documentaries. I just kind of don't like... I mostly don't like documentaries. Wasn't... trying to you're, how would you know the person i'm talking about you know if i can't even remember always the guy who directed always for pleasure i don't know i'm gonna ask my google device cool someone's yelling into twitter right yeah, now no right. it's this person yeah but uh always oh. for pleasure hold on we're um, looking it up everybody Less blank. Oh, oh my God! Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's he's, great. he's, he's an oh, exception. I don't know that one, but okay. He's an exception. Yeah, I've seen a I've seen a few of his movies, but his movies are stylish. His movies are colorful. What I need is a story. I couldn't watch that overnight movie you told me to watch because it was film bad. Overnight? What what movie did I say to watch? The movie called Overnight. Oh yeah. Oh well. Okay. I, I couldn't get through it because it just looked bad. Sure. I need the I need the beauty, even if it okay. looks weird. Fair enough. Like I don't mind like uh, garbage humpers. Trash humpers. Trash humpers. I like yeah. that movie, even though it looks bad. Yeah. Not like that much. Trash humpers is kind of great. I, yeah. I think. It's got I like. I watched it in. Damn, two thousand. Wow, time is flying by. But yeah, it's been a long but, like, time. But I like that they made a movie on degraded VHS. Like it's fun. Yeah. And it's also, it's also quite. Even though I know Harmony Korine didn't set out to do this, the whole point of that movie was. That movie was supposed to be not it was it's supposed to be a found VHS yeah. that that we're watching. So it's it's that whole found footage genre, but it's not like a horror movie. Although there is some frightening stuff. No, in it's it. frightening, it, especially it's the scary. ending. It's scary. The end is scary. The end it's a scary totally fucked me movie. up of just like this crazy person taking a baby Harm and just Harmony, going off. Harmony Korine makes scary movies, and and the ending of Trash Humpers is very much or just the whole scene where they're like showing this kid how to put. Um, Razor blades into apples. Yeah. And to bite that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's hard. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like Blair Witch, Tri Blair Witch Project 2. Yeah. But uh, better. There's a yeah. good, it's a good movie. You know, I don't like Harmony Korine, but I like some of his movies. I think I, I really loved as a kid watching, um, <coughs> listening to the commentary to Belly. Because there's that scene where they're all they're watching walk, Gummo. They're all wearing black and white. And the house is black and white, and the only thing that's color is gummo. Yeah. And Hype Williams is like, he yeah, has one of my favorite movies. I think it's, I just think Harmony Korine's a genius. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Cool. I wasn't expecting that. I Everyone, wasn't. Every, all of my friends in college didn't even know that was a real movie. And they thought it was just a thing, a weird thing made for Belly. Yeah. And I was telling all my friends in my dorm room, not only is that a real movie, I have the VHS. So that movie got passed around my dorm room all throughout uh, my freshman year at Hampton University. Yeah, I think I think Belly's a misunderstood movie. We need to. I think we should save this for because I like and dislike Belly, and yeah. I think I, it, Belly's a whole other episode. And I think we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to talk about Belly. Ma okay. Maybe for the next ep episode because I have a lot to talk about. Well, we might that. we might go see that Terrence Malick movie together and then live blog after. That, Not live blog. We don't live blog. We don't. We also we also have to talk about Freddie Got Fingered. Oh, totally. At some point. So all right. So I guess some stuff we'll have to wait because Freddie Got Fingered does, is kind of priority. Yeah. And we keep putting it off. So all right. Next week. Okay? All right. All right. Folks, there's Motley Cruz. That's right, Mr. Buddy Lee. It is Motley Cruz. Jeff Farmer, look at me, son. Look in these eyes. You know by now there ain't nobody at home that never was. 
Now, son, you got lucky one time, one single time. You did something that not many people have ever done, and that's beat me in the middle of squared circle. You got lucky one time, that is. Once. Once is not a lifetime, son. Once is not forever. Next time I see you, next time that you decide that you want to go somewhere or you want to be out partying with your baby, look behind you. Look, make sure that Motley's not there. Make sure I'm not around, son. back.